Hey, what's up, guys? God bless you, and welcome back to One Proverb a Day here at Hope Ministries. We are officially a quarter of the way through on chapter 7 of 31 Proverbs, and I'm proud of you, man. If you, if you made it this far and even keeping up with the first seven chapters, well, first six chapters, you know, it hasn't been easy. You know, I know that we're, the first week is the toughest one, but we are a week in, which is also pretty amazing, too. So um, if you're listening for the first time, Go ahead, listen to this first episode uh, on chapter 7, but I would recommend to go back and listen to 6 through 1, just because everything is coming together. So, um, yeah, guys, it's, it's it's been quite amazing, and, and you know, I do want to say that um, if, if something has inspired you, if something that you've read or heard has just been eating at you or just kind of like sitting there in your conscious, feel free to reach out. You know, I don't want to just read them out aloud with you and you can listen to them wherever you are. But I want to also help you um, process and even interpret what the Bible, what the word is saying to you. Amen. Um, Here in the book of Proverbs chapter seven. Hope you guys have your Bibles open. There are 27 verses and I want to get right into it. And this one's going to this one's going to be rather interesting. If you read this before, it really starts hitting on the seductress and almost like in a poetic way done by King Solomon. So, um, yeah, let's just dive right into it and let's get into chapter seven. So here I am reading in the Passion Translation and it starts off by saying this. Verse one says, stick close to my instruction, my son, and follow my all and follow all my advice. If you do what I say, you will live well. Guard your life with my revelation truth, for my teaching is as precious as your eyesight. Mm, Take a second to highlight that last little line right there. My teaching is as precious as your eyesight. You know, when we relate um, something's uh, beauty or something's level of significance, it's usually to something that we most likely take for granted every single day. Our eyesight allows us to see everything, to see a whole entire scope of different sceneries on, on, on a daily basis. And it's a precious thing to have. A lot of people don't have eyesight. There's a lot of blind people on this world. But the reality is we, the majority, are able to, to use these two things, these two eyeballs, this vision that he's given us to see thing so his teaching is as precious to you or as valuable to you as your eyesight amen um verse 3 says treasure my instructions and cherish them within your heart say to wisdom i love you and understanding you are my sweetheart may the two of you protect me and may we never be apart amen for they will keep you from the adulteress with her smooth words meant to seduce your heart this is like the beginning of what the next, uh, just from here to, for, to verse 27, are going to speak about. So here it is. Verse 6 says, Looking out the window of my house one day, I noticed um, among the mindless crowd a simple, naive man, young man, who was about to go astray. There he was walking down the street. Then he turned the corner, going on his way as he hurried to the house of the harlot. Other words, prostitute. The woman he had planned to meet. There he was in the twilight as the darkness fell, sunset, convinced no one was watching, as he entered the black shadows of hell. That's when their rendezvous began. A woman a woman of the night appeared, dressed to kill the strength of any man. Oof. For my fellows out there listening to this, ever you ever seen a woman out there who you're just like, whoa, like everything about that has has attracted my, my precious eyesight. And you're looking at her and it just kind of captivates you, right? Just think about that. 
and uh, as a, an, an illustration, as a visual as you're reading this, you know. And she was decked out as a harlot, pursuing her amorous plan. Amorous is seductive and sexual scheme, so to speak. Her voice was seductive, rebellious, and boisterous as she wandered far from what's right. Her type can be found soliciting on street corners on just about any night. She wrapped her arms around the senseless young man and held him tight. She enticed him with kisses that seemed so right. Then with insolence, she whispered in his ear, Come with me. It'll be all right. I've got everything we need for a feast. I'll cook you a wonderful dinner. So here I am. I'm all yours. You know, what I love about this, this passage so far is think about anything that has dragged you off and distracted you from Christ and, and a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's just these overpowering desires that we can't seem to control. And yes, we're hearing it in the version of a story being told about Solomon looking out a window and seeing a young man meet up with a prostitute, right? But I mean, that last part, like, you know, I have everything you need. I'll cook you a wonderful dinner. And then here I am. I'm all yours. Like, think about that. Has that ever happened to you with anything in life? I mean, for, forget about the, the harlot in this situation. What about, like, uh, food? What about, like, your, your, your idols? What about shopping, clothing? You know, what about money? You know, money, I'm sure, is knocked on your door and say, hey, you get a lot of me and you'll have everything you need, right? Hmm. Verse 15 says, you're the, the very one I've looked for, the one I knew I wanted from the moment I saw you. Now understand something, harlots or prostitutes in this situation, that's the way they speak. Every single night they're with a man, you are the man of their dreams. And that's what happens with sin. Sin tells everyone you're the man or woman of my dreams. Yet, come on now, we know it's, it's, it's all a bunch of lies. And so, and that's why I've come out here tonight. So I can meet a man just like you, right? Doesn't sin say that? Sin says, looks you right in the eye and says, I've been looking for someone just like you. Yes, tall, short, Hispanic, black, white, um, you know, whatever it is. Like, I've been looking for someone just like you. And that's just ridiculousness. I've spread my canopy bed with coverings, lovely, multicolored Egyptian linen spread and ready for you to lie down. I've sprinkled the sheets with intoxicating perfume made from mere aloes and sweet cinnamon. Come, let's get comfortable and take pleasure in each other and make love all night. You know, guys, when we're reading this, understand that this is how the devil speaks in many ways. He's going to just use all these words, all these adverbs, all these things that just sound so precious and beautiful, right? He's going to just tell you everything you want to hear. And that's what sin generally is, is targeting, that it just captivates all your senses and it takes full advantage of you to literally conquer you and destroy you. Uh, verse 19 says, There's no one home for my husband's away on business. He left home loaded with money to spend, so don't worry, he won't be back until another month's end. This just got interesting because, hold up, wait a minute, you're talking to me about, you aren't, you know, you're we're doing this whole thing where I'm the man of your dreams and I'm the person you've been waiting for. Yeah, you got a husband? Hey, <laughs> where is he at? And, and why is this all happening? But think about it, when, when we're so captivated when we are so seeped into our sin into our mind and our thoughts almost like when you watch pornography right if you're a christian you ever watch pornography you know holy spirit's there you know god's watching but something about that moment just almost blocks everything out and you feel like you're alone when you're really not right so this at this point the harlot confesses she has a husband and then well he's not going to be back but the person that she's speaking to is so seduced at this point 
He was swayed by her sophistication, enticed by her longing embrace. She led him down the wayward path right into sin and disgrace. Quickly, he went astray with no clue where he was headed. Taken like a dumb ox alongside the butcher, she was like a venomous snake coiled to strike. So she, so she set her fangs into him. That's exactly what I... That, that's a great depiction. Sin likes to just, you know, first of all, seduce you. Then it coils up and it sinks its its fangs and its venom into you to completely get you intoxicated with what it wants. Um, it says here, he in verse in verse twenty three, he's like a man about to be executed with an arrow right through his heart, like a bird that flies into the net, unaware of what's about to happen. So listen to me, you young men, right now. If you're a young man out there, or even young woman, listen to what. King Solomon's about to say, you better take my words seriously. Control your sexual urges and guard your hearts your hearts from lust. Don't let the passion don't let your passions get out of hand and don't lock your eyes onto a beautiful woman. Why would you want to even get close to temptation and seduction to have an affair with her? She has pierced the souls of multitudes of men, many mighty ones have fallen, and have been brought down by her. If you're looking for the road to hell, just go looking for her house. Hmm. A lot of stuff happening in this verse, and obviously, I know it's a it's a it's a passage that's basically centered in on witnessing a young man fall in the hands of a prostitute and an adulterous woman, right? But like I said throughout the whole entire passage, you know, this happens a lot when it comes to sin and, and intercepting our relationship with Christ. And we lock eyes on things that we want. We lock eyes on the quote-unquote beautiful woman, which, which could be a myriad of idols and things that are just not good for us, right? And I love how he says, why would you even get close to temptation and seduction and have an affair with her? You know, temptations and, and seductions are very, very um, damaging and detrimental to the believer because not only do they take our mind off of Christ, our gaze off of our faith in Jesus, right? It also uh, entraps us in condemnation. And this is a, a wise, wise uh, passage here in chapter 7 because the reality is many of us are falling into this on a daily basis. We are prioritizing feeling um, loved and desired and seduced. And, you know, for the most part, a lot of us have been lonely or broken. So when that man or that girl comes knocking, I mean, I've spoken to so many young men and women who are entertaining somebody who really has no other interest in them other than a sexual desire. And they'll like lower the standard. Uh, of their expectations, you know, and they'll lower everything to say, well, he's a good man and he's got a good job and he makes money. And I love the classic one is he goes to church, right? So, you know, be very careful and don't lay your eyes on that and lay your eyes on Jesus and wisdom and seek that out. Love in the beginning, you know, it says in verse four, say to wisdom, I love you and to understanding you're my sweetheart. You know, so may the two of you protect me and may never depart. And that's one thing we're lacking right now. We need wisdom. We need understanding. Without those two, the harlot, the seductress, sin is waiting at the door, coiled like a snake to bite us, to inject its venom, and to destroy that relationship with Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, that wraps up chapter seven for today. And again, um, it's been quite a journey. We're fully a week in or a quarter of the way through. And like I said last um, in the last episode, I'm going to now switch over to the amplified version moving forward for the next seven chapters. And um, again, what I, I just want you to, to kind of reflect 
on what this chapter meant to you, any verses that stood out to you, and read that poem over again. Maybe some of you are passing through exactly what Solomon was talking about, and you keep meeting up with that girl late at night, or that guy late up at night, and, and let it just speak to you. Let it speak volumes into what you're experiencing, and I really do believe that the moment you allow that would be a breakthrough moment for you, you know? Um, uh, also tonight, guys, if you're interested, True Encounter, we're kicking off our series called Diving Deeper. Uh, it starts promptly at 8 p.m. on my Facebook page, which is Kenny Reed Diaz. So please, if you have some time, check it out. Uh, if not, um, it's going to be on Facebook forever, and you can check it out whatever day. However, I will see you all here. Well, here, well, I guess you guys will hear me tomorrow on Chapter 8 from the Amplified Version. With that being said, God bless you guys. Have a safe night, and I'll see you here back tomorrow.